a bonus episode of King of the Monsters. Welcome to the King of the Monsters, the only podcast that's always willing to play a game. I'm Executioner Joe. And I'm Spooky Lukey. And today, we are in sunny Dallas, Texas, so there may be uh, a couple of noise interruptions and stuff like that, but uh, I think we'll be fine. And we have a special interruption for you here. Oh yeah, go ahead and say your name and what you're doing here. My name's River. You can refer to me as Deadwater River. Stay with the horror theme of the or podcast. The River Rat. <laughs> I mean, I accept that one too. <laughs> but, anyways, today we are going to be talking about what we think is scarier horror films or horror video games. And that's why they needed me. They don't know much about games. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure we'll have River plug some different stuff towards the end. But all you really need to know about him for right now is big horror, well, horror fan, but also I'd say even more of a video game fan. Would you, would you say that? Well, definitely a video game fan. I mean, I compared to you two, I just got into horror versus you two. I mean, you got into horror about 14, you said? Yeah, around when I was 14. You've been in horror since, since 14 forever. months. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, for me... It was more like when I turned 18, I really started getting into horror, because I still remember one of the first horror movies I watched, which was Evil Dead. Absolutely loved it, but I didn't think it was a horror film at all. I was just like, what the heck is going on? There's like arms sticking out of the ground, grabbing people, trees doing things to women. <laughs> that should not be done. <laughs> that should not be done. And then after that, my second horror movie I remember is Chucky. And I, I can't tell you after that, I just had nightmares for like literally months about my dolls coming alive and just murdering me. Your dolls? How many dolls do you have? <laughs> Stuffed dolls. Had them everywhere. All right. So anyways, let's... uh, Okay, so we're, we're kind of talking about what's scarier, video games or, or movies. I'm going to open it up with a, a quick question, you guys. So we have both a Resident Evil game series and a Resident Evil movie series. Which one's scarier? Who are you asking? The both. Vi- yeah, both I was you. like, uh, the video games. Yeah, obviously, the video games. All right. But- well, thank you for listening to the King of the Monsters podcast. That answers that question. We'll see you <laughs> next week. Oh, I guess if we're going to go on that route, another question for you. Which is better, Silent Hill the movies or Silent Hill the games? I will answer that. I have not played or seen either. Okay. I know Pyramid Head. Um. The games, I still say, are better, but the movies are, I think, actually pretty good. Yeah. So I, I don't think the podcast is over just quite yet. Looks like we've right, got an avenue right. to explore here. So we, we will get to those yes. eventually. But starting off, figured we'd talk about some early horror games. Of course, you have your Splatterhouse for the Sega. Uh, I think it was Sega Genesis or maybe Master System. Zombies Ain't My Neighbors was, that was a, good one. a great game for the Super Nintendo. I don't I know River mentioned. I never, I never played that one. It, it's pretty fun. You're like a kid. It, it's not. It's a horror theme game, but it's not really scary. You're a kid running around with like a slingshot and. Okay, what is your guys' first like horror game? First horror game? Yeah, or uh, it can be for kids too. Either. First or... horror game we played Willing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I think the first one I can remember not necessarily playing but seeing people play was Doom. Oh, okay. Because uh, I think I have a. I I'm bad with family. I think it's second or third country uh, cousin who played doom 
and I remember watching him playing it and as a kid and thinking, oh, that's pretty cool. And then when I got older, uh, there was a game for cell phones back when cell phones didn't have apps or anything like that. Um, and it was Doom RPG was the name of it. Harder than heck, but it was pretty fun. And it was also, I'll kind of leave off with Doom here, but Doom was also the, the very first Super Nintendo game was actually one of the first games I can remember, remember beating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you, did you have a hard time getting your parents to let you play, or did they not know? Um, well, By the time I, I started playing Doom, I was like maybe 13 or so, so they, okay. they didn't really care. Okay. Um, like, for me, um, my parents didn't like... Uh, I didn't get to play, like, M mature games, like, until a little bit later, unless I, like, could, like, reason it, kind of. So, like, zombies were okay, people okay. not. So, like, they'd let me play Resident Evil, but they didn't really want me to play, like, Grand Theft Auto. Sure. So okay. it's kind of an odd reasoning, but it worked for me. Yeah, speaking of, uh, like, Resident Evil, what do you guys think about, like, kind of like those ones after that first era that I talked about, the early ones, like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, um, kind of around there, around, like, the first PlayStation? See, my first Resident Evil game that I played willing was RE6. And I know in the series that that game was considered the weakest link, yeah, just that because, or five. But I was gonna say one of, one of the one yeah. of the weaker weaker links. Just yeah. because it was more of the action orientated, and then another guilty pleasure is I really enjoyed Resident Evil Outbreak. Not many people enjoyed that game. Oh, the multiplayer uh, one. Yeah, I know you enjoyed it. That's oh yeah, the survival multiplayer co-op. Well, not really. Are you co-op, talking about the PS2? The, no, the uh, PlayStation Three. Well, I thought that was Operation. Yeah, Raccoon that's. Oh, all. was that? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's Operation. Raccoon. Operation. Which, Raccoon. which on a side note, the one we just. The Outbreak one for PS2. Only played a little bit of it, but it, they really need to bring that back. I yeah. See, the reason I re- I brought that up is there, uh, Re- Capcom's making a new Resident Evil game that's actually closely mimicking the Outbreak, so I was reading up on that, and that's why I got confused. But yes, yeah, Raccoon City. That was a fun one. Yeah. Well, so with Resident Evil, Joe kind of knows this about me, but I, the first one that I'd ever played or even seen played was Resident Evil 4. And I didn't actually play that. Um, actually, I have a cousin that lives in San Antonio, Texas. And his family had an RV with a TV in it. And one year I flew down to San Antonio and they drove me back up after like a month or so of staying with them. And my cousin had Resident Evil 4 for the GameCube. And I just remember the on the trip back, I watched him beat that game. I was just like, oh, that's awesome. Wait, in the RV? Yeah, in the RV. So we're driving. And like my memories of that trip are Resident Evil 4 and Super Monkey Ball. So, yeah. Yeah, like Resident Evil 4 is that like turn to action. It still had its like pretty good horror elements in there. Sure. But it added like you felt a lot more powerful because like when you played like some of the earlier ones, you had like the save card. Uh, the, the ink, the, the ink. ink so you're like limited on your saves. You don't have a lot of ammo. A lot of the best people like don't even shoot very often. It's more just running. Yeah. Well, and so I just this was a few months ago that I was like, oh, I want to get into the Resident Evil series, and I bought it. Uh, the first one's remake, so just Resident Evil for the GameCube. And Joe was over. And he was going to kind of help lead me through. Well, not even lead me through it. Because he's pretty much like, oh, I'm going to watch you. I might give you some advice or tips. Yeah, if I remember stuff. <laughs> and uh, all I got to say, I don't know if how scared I was. 
but uh, I was very frustrated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, all I can say. The puzzles, but like when that he goes open the front door. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing. I I knew about the ink cartridges, so I didn't want to save. So I went like two hours without saving. And eventually I was like, you know, it, this, the first one takes place starting out in like this mansion. And so I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'll open up the door and see what I can do out there. And a dog ran in and it killed me. <laughs> and so two hours of progress were lost. Because <laughs> like, like when the dogs like jump through the windows, that's like one of the early like scary moments for me. For sure. like video games and boy, it made me jump. Yeah. See, that's part of the reason why... Like, I'll watch people play you know, the original Resident Evils, the original Silent Hills, mm-hmm. but it's just those mechanics right there that will not will make it so I won't play it. Yeah. Oh, really? It, just because of, like you said, their, their uh, limited saves, which, I mean, is part of the charm to the game, but for me, that's not what I'm looking for. And it's just the clunky mechanics, which they might have fixed oh, with the remake editions. The, the tank controls, you mean? Yes, the tank. Yeah, they, they did yeah. not fix that. So <laughs> Some people just are yeah, still been like them. Well, yes, I'm not saying they're wrong for liking it. But for me, as a gamer and someone who wants to enjoy the experience while also hopefully be scared of the experience, that's not what I'm looking for. So a current one I can relate that to is like Resident Evil 7. Oh, that okay. was I never got it. One of my friends got it for me. But that was also the first game I played in VR. And let me tell you, VR for horror. See, I really need yeah, to come over and play that. It. <laughs> it is right where it's at. See, I oh. think and people will have their own like opinions on this, but I think horror is the best, like for video games, is the best genre to watch other people play. Because it, yeah. like, it still keeps your interest. And I don't know. I, I think love, it's well, one of the better ones. At that point, what distinguishes it from a movie from a game? Yeah, that's true. If you're watching someone else play it. And, and the, the thing about the video games, and kind of tying it back into Resident Evil a little bit, is the thing, the, the main difference between a video game, as far as horror goes, or, or even a, any kind of film in general, is with the film, you're watching this happen to other people. With a video game, that controller's in your hand. Yep, you, that's exactly what I wrote down. You're, you're, the, you're the one who's making all the calls and the decisions. And with Resident Evil, the first, the first couple with the tank controls... It's like it feels like my the controller is against me trying to <laughs> trying to figure it out, but uh, at the same time, like it just adds a little bit of tension to it because it's just like holy crap, holy crap, how do I do this? How do I do this? Which, um, but yeah, yeah. If you're playing the game, because I equated it similar, I more pretty much said that the video game you're since you're controlling the character, you control the outcomes and the situations that character is in, defined by the game that it gives you. But yeah. with the movie, it's more like watching a shark in a zoo behind some glass. Like, yeah, it's scary, and it's like, ooh, that's a powerful creature, but it's not really that scary because, you know, uh, that's not going to happen to me. Yeah, it's not going to get Some video games have tried to kind of make it cinematic. Like, uh, do you remember the one where you uh, it was a PS3, and I think they put it on the PS4, uh, where you get to make the choices for the people? Oh, Until Dawn or yeah. Heavy Rain? Yeah, or... so like Until Dawn. It's kind of cinematic, and they got like actors... Which Not was a, just voice actors, but actor act. Sure. Which actors. directly leads back to you control that character in that situation. Like, you controlled what put them into that situation. So, for those of you who haven't finished or beat Until Dawn yet, I mean, go beat it. What are you doing? But, <laughs> example being, there's a point where you can determine to either save your girlfriend or escape yourself. And depending on what choice you do, leads to a different outcome. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a minor spoiler, if you guys don't mind. But if you choose to save your girlfriend, you end up dying in that situation. Doesn't sound like a minor spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I mean, because you there's so many different characters. Sure. It's not like you're controlling oh, one character. Sure. But if you decide to save yourself, your girlfriend end, ends up dying and she comes back as a Wendigo, ready to tear the flesh off your bones and pretty much consume you so you can be with her forever. Ooh. Sounds oh, like okay. real marriage. Yeah, Maybe that might be an analog. That's it there, man. That's an analog. <laughs> because, like, talk about, like, watching games and playing them, like, uh, the game Alien Isolation, when it came out, I was playing it, and my brother was just sitting on the couch watching it, and the first time... This kind of a spoiler, I guess, too, just in case for those people who want to play it. But um, I, first time I walk under a vent, like, I didn't notice, like, something dripping, like the saliva. Okay. Alien grabs me and pulls me into the vent. My brother is screaming. <laughs> like, really? A little literal scream came out of his mouth. Was it a girly scream or a masculine scream? It was a girly scream. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, I was going to say, we know his brother. Was it, we knew uh, the joke. Was it, was it what, what, what did they call that? A well hung scream? <laughs> well, because like that, his scream made me jump, too, because I was like, what? Because I might have even screamed a little bit, because I was, his screaming caused me screaming. It was kind of yeah. funny, but I, if we would have had a recording, probably a viral video right there. That kind of reminds me of another game, uh, Fatal Frame 2, Ooh. which was for the original Xbox for years, you guys have heard me talk about it because I remember in high school being like, that's the scariest game ever made. Like, it's terrifying. Anyways, though, I can still remember sitting there playing that video game with my stepbrother. And uh, so you, you kind of point cameras towards these, like, ghost-type things, and you got to kind of capture their souls in, as a picture. And I can still remember just being so freaked out about something, like kind of a jump scare, that I jumped out of my chair, <laughs> pushed the TV and the Xbox out of the way, and grabbed uh, the power cord and just unplugged it right from the outlet. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not going to take... I don't know what illogical thing came over my mind, but instead of just turning off everything, I was just like, no, I got to get straight to the source and just tear it <laughs> out. But, uh, yeah. So, we've kind of talked about a little bit of games in in you know our home environments what about something like an arcade because there's okay. like house of the dead and yep some of those other games like that um like i don't like because i work at an arcade so i see some people play these games and no one ever seems too afraid i don't know if it's just also the graphics or other people being around you but yeah I mean, that might have something to do with it uh, I mean, you could also equate it today with the amount of horror that we're exposed to. Something like that would have lost its effectiveness versus, like, what, 84 is when House of the Dead first oh, came out? No, that was, like, 90s? Yeah, late 90s. Was it? Yeah. I will say, like, when I'm cleaning up and stuff and I hear, the, like, no one else is in the arcade, most of the blow, mall lights are shut off and I, like, hear House of the Dead or something, it sounds a little spooky. Yeah. Okay. See, um... I don't know. I think that that one's terrifying simply because you know that if you die, you're going to have to ask your mom for more quarters and that's just never a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For See, for me, coming from that, I wouldn't say it's sheltered, but just I, I refused to do it myself. It wasn't like my parents refused to watch it because I remember being 12 and the first Saw movie was in the living room 
or maybe I was 14, but either way, I was, I mean, I was a teenager seeing Saw in the living room, my parents watching, and I was like, nope, I'm gone, bye. <laughs> and they're like, what, you don't want to watch it? I'm like, no, I'm good, I don't need to see this stuff, this is garbage anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think, he agreed. He just agreed no, that Saw was garbage. He, no, you're first. His, I is love his the Saw movies. Saw <laughs> movies is garbage. That's what he's saying. No. <laughs> Speaking of Saw, what about Saw the video game? Has, anybody, that, wait, has anybody played that? I my I, cousin owned it, and I watched him play a little bit of it, but I never. Okay, yeah, I never played. I just remember when it came out, being a teenager and be like, "Huh, it's kind of interesting," and never, never heard anything about it. Never played it. That, that is interesting. Because like I think it'll uh, like this whole debate will come down to, it do people like feeling in control, sure or not? Yeah. Because like with a movie, you don't have that control. Where a video game, some people like can well, make quick decisions and they feel better that way. Even in like worst case, harder games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there's still some movies that feel like they're giving you control. Like an example being the found footage type movies. That yeah. makes it feel like you've found that footage, and that's something that could have happened to you. That's true, like, giving that, like, true it, it, story yeah, aspect. You're suspending your belief, and it's like, okay, for some reason, I now have this film that no one else has seen, even though no reasonable person is actually saying that aloud. I mean, they might be subconsciously thinking it, but... I, I'm the only person that's ever seen The Blair Witch Project. Found <laughs> I mean, it. I'm the only one that saw a v, VHS, man. Yeah, I found I had it on VHS. <laughs> I was scared. So after <laughs> like watching a horror film and stuff, and after after playing a horror video game, which one do you think you feel more like afraid of after you're done with it? Um, or maybe it could be a similar. I I feel like the the hard thing about uh, horror video games is, and and this is coming from somebody that's not so much of a gamer. Um, well, I I mean I play a lot of games but it's not horror games are not really my thing typically like i love like platformers or rpgs Mm -hmm. typically but uh the thing about me at least is i don't even like tv shows i just like movies i like (laughs) to just be able to sit down for an hour and a half have something an experience and then just be like okay i'll move on with my life and most video games take hours to beat however i do have more of a sense of fulfillment after being a uh, like a horror video game. So, oh, okay. I guess was the question, what one makes us feel better or which one oh. leaves the lasting yeah, impact? Yeah, like, you know, you watch a really scary horror film and then you start, like, I don't want to go out in the dark hallway or stuff. Well, see, for me, still being kind of new-ish to the genre, it, there's some movies that do that to me and there's some video games that do it to me. I mean, a recent movie I saw that kind of made me go like, what the heck, I don't want to be by myself. I mean, it was the... Uh, the original, not the original, but the remake it. Okay. I mean, just remember seeing that one. I was just creeped out. I was like, what the heck is going on? Sure. I, might be because the protagonists were children. It kind of felt like they didn't have much control in that situation. A suspension of belief right there. But I mean, a recent horror game I played that was kind of horror related that I also had an impact. I was like, nope, I'm done. was Arizona Sunshine for, you know, the VR. Okay. I mean, that one's really creepy you're just going around you could be walking next thing you know you kind of hear a little bit of sound to your left you go and look and there's a zombie already jumping at you and you're like ah yeah you really need to let me come over and play some vr yeah (laughs) see i with i'm kind of 
a little bit of a freak of nature, I guess, because not typically media doesn't really scare me that much, such as like video games or or movies. So like when I hear like the question of like which one scares me more, it's it's a hard thing for me to answer. See, nowadays I'm kind of the same way. I'm just kind of like thinking back when I was like a little bit younger, yeah. where that still stuff still really got to me. Yeah, I I do think though. Uh, to, if we're gonna kind of talk about VR a little bit, because I played a little bit. What what was the one? Until Dawn. Russia Blood. Ru- roller coaster one where you're shooting the bo- the the clowns coming at you or whatever yeah. it was. And, and so that that's like a horror game uh, that's VR. And uh, River let me play it a little bit one time, and well, I guess I was over for like a couple hours playing that. Yeah, a good two hours. Yeah. And uh, but anyways, it was it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of times where I was like, oh, no, oh, crap, but or like jumping and stuff. But uh, the thing that I feel like with game video games a lot of times is, at least for me, like once that game's over, like it's almost like the difference between, um, um, let me think here, like a traumatic experience and a roller coaster. Because a roller coaster can be a traumatic experience. Yeah. But usually, usually when you get off of that roller coaster, it's like, okay, like, there's no repercussions mentally from it. It's just like, okay, it's over. While as if you, like, I don't know, witness, like, a car accident or something like that, that kind of sticks with you for a little bit longer. Okay. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want to give my answer away just yet as far as which one I think is scarier. I don't even necessarily know which one I think is scarier between video games and, and films. But uh, that that is, I guess, one thing that I'll kind of say as or that i'll add in as uh my opinion at least okay with like uh movies and stuff uh, because like video games like for me like horror video games when i was especially when i was younger like i could only play it in like small parts sure so has there ever been a movie like that for you where you kind of had to stop the movie for a little bit and then go back to it yes (laughs) which one oh you want me to continue Yeah, Yeah, yeah go ahead uh grave encounters Okay. Like I, I don't know why most people would probably be like, no, that's ridiculous. But ah, different movies for different people. That paranormal stuff always gets to me. And yeah. Grave Encounters was one of them where I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm coming back in a little bit. I'm going to go, I don't know, like stay away for ten minutes and come back and watch another thirty minute segment. <laughs> yeah, I, as far as. I don't necessarily think this is for movies, but I know that with American Horror Story. Okay, yeah, television um, too. Yeah, I. Uh, this wasn't necessarily for me, but I know that there was a time where uh, I I was going to be gone, and usually a lot of the television I watch is with my wife, and so we were watching through American Horror Story, and I told her I was like, oh yeah, just go ahead and watch the next episode, and I'll catch up, and she's like. I can't watch it without you. I'm too scared. Like she had like started it, watched like the first like ten minutes of the episode, and was like, I can't, I can't watch anymore. Um, I don't know about video games besides my Fatal Frame two experience. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. Um, so we we're kind of talking about video games that were essentially made to scare us. I was kind of thinking also, what about some unintentionally, well, potentially unintentionally scary video games. What, like uh, Minecraft or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Minecraft is what I'm thinking of. Because Minecraft, it's not really a scary game, but you can be building something, and as soon as you hear that creeper go, yeah, like, you you know it's over, man. You know it's... <laughs> and, and there's that that fear of, oh, no. And, and it's not even necessarily that it looks scary. 
It's just you know the repercussions that are going to come from it. Yeah. It's kind of like that fight for survival. Because you're in control. You want to keep your person alive. Yeah, yeah. And and your things (laughs) intact. I spent 10 hours building that dirt wall. And that creeper blew it up. That's right. (laughs) Well, and then even... Because I can remember when I... Like, anytime anybody plays survival mode for the first time... The first thing that you do as soon as you get dropped into that world is, I need to build this house or build something before it turns nighttime. Because I know as soon as nighttime comes, there's going to be skeletons and spiders and (laughs) zombies and all sorts of things that are going to be trying to kill me. And uh, yeah, because I can still remember when I first got the game, not really knowing too much about the crafting aspect of it or like even... Making bed, so I literally just dug down as far as I could, and then put dirt over top of me, and like waited. And every once in a while, I would just take that dirt block down to see if it was light yet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's probably like the scare. One of the scariest experiences I've had in a video game was for something that wasn't even intentionally scary. Um, and then another one is is Fallout. Oh yeah, uh, Death Claws, man. Yeah, well, oh, not even that, but like. Fallout 3, when you're going through the subway to... I, I can't remember where you have to get, but you're going away from the vault, and you're going somewhere your father wants, and that subway's just full of ghouls. Yeah. Yeah. And and I can still remember when I first started playing the game, um, not really knowing too much about it, but, like, finding... I think it was in an abandoned school on Fallout 3. And I was just like, oh, oh. One, I was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I'll try to find some resources in there. And it's just like chock full of raiders and they have like mutilated bodies all over and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just I can just remember that just being so afraid playing it because I'm just like, oh, man, if I if I die here, like, I, I don't know. Like, go become are, another one of those chopped up bodies. Yeah, man, I could I could get 53 caps total <laughs> exploring this place and I'm going to die. But. And uh, another another game that I kind of wanted to bring up that might be unintentionally a horror game is... What about, like, Call of Duty, the zombie series? Too? See, like, World at War that, like, brought in that, like... The zombies, yeah. Yeah, that was always kind of interesting because you had to beat the game to unlock it. Mm-hmm. So, like, living us living in a smaller town at stuff, it just, like, one person beat it and then, like, word got out. yeah. Yep, this is back before a lot of us had internet, and so it's just like, oh, you gotta beat zo- or beat uh, the game to get zombies. Um, and I can still remember. So River has a lot more experience than I do, at least maybe Joe about the Call of Duty zombie games, or the, well, the zombie mode on Call of Duty games. But uh, for me, it always goes back to World at War for some reason as being the one that had kind of my favorite maps. Do you remember what was the name of the first map? Do you remember? Knock the Untoten, Night of the Dead. What it roughly <laughs> what translates it? into. And and just like playing that that mode, and it's just like you're in a house. Maybe you got some friends playing with you, and it's the kind of thing where you're just in this house trying to see how long you can last. And I've always said that that is the most faithful Night of the Living Dead <laughs> adaptation ever, as far as a video game goes. Yeah. Because it it like at least for me. As a teenager, I'm like, this feels like Night of the Living Dead. I'm sitting in here, trapped, just trying to fend my, or defend myself against all these zombies. And maybe you have a friend, and you're just sitting there arguing, like, we should open this door. No, we should open up this stairway. No, the door. No, the stairway. Just trying to figure out where to go and what to do. And all in the end, it's for nothing. Because 
I, you can't beat the game. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to end. You're just literally just trying to see how long you can last. It's just like life. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, a very grim outlook, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like life. You just can't control when you're going to yeah. when you're going to go so you might as well try and do your best. So yeah. hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husbands too. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you going with that? Uh, I don't know. Rivers <laughs> the one that got me into the zombies for World at War. I went over to his house to play. Yeah. And I would still say one of my favorite World at War maps is Derise. Sure. That's the one where they fir- where they first introduced like the perks and all that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. At least I believe it was. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. With the stupid sodas and crap like that? Yeah, the sodas. Yep. But I mean, you could almost argue Joseph will have more experience with this than I, but another kind of unintentional horror game, at least to me, was Resistance. Oh, yeah. Resistance Bald Man. It came out for the PS3. Some of the alien designs, definitely on the creepier side of things. And then just how they level the world where you go through and it's like this virus, which is the aliens, came through and it just wiped out everyone. And you're just going through this essentially deserted town and you're just seeing piles and piles and piles of bodies that are mutilated and just these creatures rummaging through them just all over. And it's like, whoa, what the heck? Yeah, I never I never played that one. Well, just because I never had a PlayStation. Well, I mean, one that you could kind of agree is another unintentional horror game, at least a horror aspect of the game, is uh, Halo with the Flood. Sure, yeah. When you first get introduced to Flood on Halo Combat Evolved, and you're just kind of like, dude, what? what is this? What? I thought they first came in the second one. No, the because they um, that installation was holding them. And so there was Captain Key sending his squad down there to be like, all right, we need to secure this position. But then like, well, why were the Covenant acting like they were not trying to defend it from us, but they are trying to uh, keep us away keep from protect it? Protect us. <laughs> yeah, protect us. And yeah. it's just because of the flood, you know, going, taking over someone's body, making them part of their own mindless army right there. Well, and then the whole thing of having like, just like hundreds of those little, the skirting, whatever they're called. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. They look like almost like big spiders scurrying yeah. around. Yeah. And then they're jumping out at your face and junk. We can, yeah. we'll call them face huggers 2.0. Pretty much face huggers. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and kind of not to circle back too far to the Call of Duty games, but I feel like one of the biggest detriments to me with the Call of Duty games, because I've played a couple of the different ones, like the the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Like I have a cousin that's in high school, and so him and like a lot of times he's like, "Oh yeah, you played Call of Duty back in the day, uh, specifically the zombies. Yeah, you, you know you might like this." And there's I have nothing against them, but a lot of times like the maps are so big and so sprawled out that it's hard to. Get that claustrophobic feeling that I used to get from the uh, original ones. Yeah, from the original ones. And, and they're a little too complex for me, I guess. Yeah, they have... I would say the newer Call of Duty zombies, they've lost their... They lost what made them what yeah. it was to begin with. Yeah. Because people are keep asking for more stuff, like more story or more things to do in the game. When, like, the original four maps, well, the original first map before any of the DLCs, the whole entire point was just to see how long you can survive. And, yeah, you had one weapon that was overpowered. Sure. But everything else was, like, you know they're coming. This is the area you have. It's super small. You know you have to keep the zombies outside of your area. Mm -hmm. But they just, they're pouring in no matter what you do. Yeah. And that kind of, I feel like 
Zomb- uh, Call of Duty Zombies almost kind of, not necessarily kickstarted, but kind of helped the zombie craze. Because I can remember zombies not being that popular. And then that kind of happened. The next thing you know, Walking Dead comes along. And then yeah. a few seasons into The Walking Dead, it's huge. And then zombies is everywhere. Oh, yeah. I think um, it definitely helped. But I, I would say it helped. I wouldn't say it was the thing that caused it. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily either. But I'm, I am... I would go so far as to say that I do feel like it directly affected it quite a bit. Um, and then not only that, but zombie video games too. Because then shortly after that, you started getting your Left for Dead and your Dead Island. And then, uh, I mean, not till later, but Dying Light and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. With like video games and stuff, like it's kind of changed a little bit. But a lot of the main like horror games i would say at least is mostly just like a single player game sure where like movies and stuff you can have some people and i watch a lot of horror movies alone too but like that group watching it type scenario yeah. but for the most part with a lot of video games i'm thinking like usually one person just sits down and plays them and i don't know do you think that affects the, how people react to them um i'd say so feeling feeling alone i guess it just as far as humans go in general, I feel like it's one of the most compelling emotions, uh, loneliness, uh, and one that brings fear on a lot of people. And so just having that, you know, feeling like you, there's no way out on a single player experience, as opposed to having other people going, hey, do this, do this, and uh, kind of uh, them taking care of themselves or trying to watch your back. I don't know. I feel like you just lose some of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not to say that video games that are multiplayer are, you know, not any fun or not not scary sometimes. Yeah, because I remember playing Left 4 Dead with you guys a little bit, and yeah. it gets intense. Oh, it, it does. does. But that one, because it, it's kind of more of like an action game as opposed, as opposed to a horror game. Yeah. Me. But, oh man, that game was a lot of fun. That's all I got to say. <laughs> spent hours playing that one. More so the first one than the second one, but still spent a lot of hours with that one. Um, so now kind of bringing in it to the newer stuff and not only the newer stuff, but I, I noticed there's this trend. So we're kind of having this debate or not even debate, but this discussion about what's more frightening, you know, horror movies or horror games. And I feel like a lot of this studios and stuff like that, that have made classic horror content or content are maybe asking themselves the same question. Because they have, like, the Friday the 13th game, uh, the Blair Witch. They just had a new Blair Witch game, Alien Isolation, which Joe already mentioned. And then there's Dead by Daylight that has characters uh, from, you know, Halloween. It's got Michael Myers, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the chick from uh, Saw, the oh, pig, yeah. pig lady or whatever. <laughs> and then there's Ghostface. I mean, I feel like these studios are kind of recognizing that there's... A medium there to be explored. Yeah, yeah. That they weren't necessarily there to begin with. Yeah, and I will say that, like, on some of them, like Dead by Daylight in particular, uh, I and I think Joe can kind of vouch for this because he hasn't played a whole lot of Dead by Daylight. Just a little bit. But but then like Friday the Thirteenth is a fairly similar game. Yeah. Where you're you've got your survivors and then you've got your one killer, and your survivors are supposed to be working together. Some uh, not not so much all the time. But as a survivor, you're relatively powerless. You can do different things to kind of evade the killers, but you... I, I think Tommy Jarvis is on the Friday the 13th one. Yeah, like, but, you're still trying to evade, but 
And like there's weapons spread out. They help you a little bit, but taking on Jason, yeah, not a good it, idea. It's either next to impossible or impossible. <laughs> I, I've still yet to get a game on the Switch where everyone just hunts down Jason. They all find shotguns, machetes, and wrenches, and see? we just go and we shoot him and beat him up as a group we should just do a game to see how much it takes to take jason down because i'm actually curious myself yeah you can kill him on yeah it? I, that's what i've been told but i've never seen it done i've only done it once and that was on the playstation 4 where where the game just came out for free for everyone on the playstation 4 so a bunch of new people jumped on it the only person who played it before happened to be Fre- uh jason oh wow said freddy <laughs> but uh we're all like you know what screw this guy let's go kill him and then everyone's like yeah so we all end up finding shotgun flare guns machetes and we're just like all right where's jason at someone's like oh i got a flare gun i hear you can track him with it so they shoot it they end up finding a ranch and like there he is so we all go hunt him down we have people shooting at him with the shotguns and people going up hitting with him with the machetes and knives i mean a few of us died in the process, but we ended up killing him. Oh, yeah? That's impressive. Sure. And, and sure, like, I, I mentioned earlier about how I feel like video games oftentimes have a... And I don't want to say this in a way that is looking down on the video games, but in a lot of ways, they can be kind of shallow compared to the films. And that I, I just get that from, like, Dead by Daylight or... Um, like even like the Friday the 13th games where it's like oh yeah sure there's this like hunt and this chase but you miss a lot of the story uh, yeah the stuff that kind of sets it up yeah um, and that that makes you care about what you're seeing yeah but at the at the same time the like with dead by daylight like there there's this whole thing of whenever the uh, the killer is close to you you just hear the heartbeat and then it gets louder and louder and faster as they get closer to you and then you hear like tense music and stuff and you just, you almost have to get to the point, like like I did, where you hear that and you just don't pay attention to it because you know that you can mess up. And on that game, like you're trying to get these generators started. And if you mess up with the generator, it'll make a big noise. It'll alert the, the killer. Anyways, uh, and like, it's just like, oh yeah, you just have to have like nerves of steel pretty much to just get get through it. Yeah, and I know that when I first played the game, it bothered me and it really scared me. But the more I played it, the less it really affected me. But yeah, so what, what do you guys think about some of the other ones? Like, have have either of you played the Blair Witch game yet? No, I have not. It, I've seen just a little bit of the like trailer video and stuff, and it definitely looks interesting. And I, people said it gets the atmosphere pretty good. Sure. So um, eventually I'll get around to it. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'll ask you about this one then, because I mentioned how some of the, I guess, online games, like Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight, are somewhat shallow in my eyes. What about something like Alien Isolation then? where it's Because that's a single-player experience, right? Yes. And, it, and it's pretty long too, right? Yeah, longer for me because uh, I do stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, one thing that like freaked me out, and it was unintentional, uh, it was intentional and unintentional, but uh, first time you come across like a robot person or whatever, okay. like I'm just like, oh, he's looking so tough, and I hit him with a wrench. <laughs> just whatever. Then I'm like, oh, so tough. Go to do it again. He catches the wrench out of nowhere and then like starts attacking me. I caused that to myself, but it about gave me a heart attack because I was not expecting it. <laughs> it's funny. So um, I think as as far as I have for 
different video games to single out. That that's all I have. Do you guys have any games you want to kind of bring um, up? Dead Space is just another one that scared Absolutely. the crap out of me when I first played it. Yeah, that that first one, and that's one where it kind of eventually. I, I think by the third one, it had become a little bit more action oriented. Yeah. But yeah, when you first play it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a mix between like the Alien films, mm-hmm. zombies, and a little bit of Resident Evil in there. Yeah, because, I can definitely see all of that. Because you're completely, you're like trying to conserve your your resources and ammo. There's a lot of times where it's just like, should I try to kill this? What I, what are they even called? I, that's what I'm trying I, to think. I, yeah, I, I can't remember what they're called, but the the enemies on there, which are kind of like zombified bodies that are all contorted, kind of kind of think well, of like the movie The Thing a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of. I believe they're called necromorphs. That, a necromorph. That sounds that's right. It. That's it. <laughs> and, necromorphs. And they're. That game was creepy when it first came out. I mean, <laughs> I, I still think it would be creepy today. Even it could be. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to revisit it. Yeah, I've but, never played it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those games—they really held the torch for survival horror when Resident Evil was kind of making games that were kind of lackluster. I feel like. Well, I mean, um, I just watched kind of a history of uh, Dead Space, and Resident Evil Four was an inspiration for it. Yeah. Oh, that I I believe it. I completely believe it uh, because I mean, one of the main things on I mean. Um, Dead Space, if you shoot one of the necromorphs in their feet, they'll actually topple over. I mean, that's reminiscent to one of the ways that you would play and potentially survive Resident Evil 4 was if you shot in one of the infected, was it the Los Plagos? Yes. Virus? So if you shot one of the infected with the Los Plagos virus, on like in their feet, they would actually topple over and they would have to get back up. Yeah, huh. I remember that. And I remember... Because I also watched another video kind of breaking down the making of Resident Evil 4. That was like the biggest secret that Resident Evil 4 had was that if Nintendo thought... Or not Nintendo, uh, Capcom, was it? Yeah, Capcom. Yeah, yeah Capcom. Based on Resident Evil games. It was a, originally a GameCube exclusive. So, oh, so it was so, so it could have been Nintendo, it could have been Capcom, I'm right, not so sure. One of, Capcom, though. I was going to yeah, say, one of so. those companies, they thought that if people knew the secret that you just shot them in the foot and they would fall over... And that people, they thought that if people knew that, they would abuse the system and that's how they would beat the game. So they kept like that as their biggest secret that that's weird. there's these <laughs> physics for the enemies that actually if you shot them in different areas, different things would happen. Yeah. yeah. So you shot one in the shoulder, they would flinch in the shoulder, take a second to kind of reorientate themselves. Like if you shot one in the leg, they would actually fall down. See, I think I found something kind of in common with movies and video games. It was like a lot of times the first like, of the fran like especially for franchises sure. like the first ones the scariest usually but I think it's a hard thing to keep it up. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I think in there's a lot of cases that kind of you know go with your your uh, idea, but also some of them like Resident Evil Two is usually the one that people bring up for the Resident yeah. Evil games. I would say like the first three Resident Evils and maybe Resident Evil Zero thrown in. Definitely keep that horror element. Yeah, yeah, and they do it. Also, really Code well. Veronica. Yeah, and they they do it uh, pretty well. And then four came, kind of introduced some action into it. But yeah. yeah. Um. So, I I just kind of thought about this, but what do you think? So we talked about video game, uh, like video games, kind of adapting classic characters for games like Dead by Daylight, 
Friday the Thirteenth video game, Alien Isolation. How do, how well do they do you think that they do that compared to back in like the NES days? Because it was like a Friday the Thirteenth game for the yeah. Nintendo Texas Chainsaw Massacre Halloween. I think it was maybe. easier for them to get these franchises because like they didn't. I don't think the movie studios really knew much about video games, sure. so they just handed their licenses over to the game companies and let them do what they wanted, which I think hurt us now. Sure. Because it's hard, much harder to license these things. Well, yeah. I mean, there's that, but also the fact that, I mean, video games back then were relatively new, and the market yeah. just expanded so quick that everyone just wanted in on the cash grab. So they're like, yeah, go ahead, do do what you have to, just here's a license for this character, make us money. And most of them gave them to LJN, which I'm not going to get too much into video game, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, developers. But uh, they have a very bad reputation when it comes to licensed video games. Uh, <laughs> e. As far everyone. as I don't think they did ET. No, they, I'm just saying as a video game license, ET. They, they 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 may have done ET, but they they did a lot of really bad video games back in the day. That kind of for like the NES and Super Nintendo. But uh, anyways, like at the same time though, a lot of those games are really beloved. Like Friday the Thirteenth in particular is one that people bring up a lot. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street one uh, is pretty interesting too. Uh, I I watched a lot of Cinemasker, uh, mentioned before, and like the angry video game nerd has like videos where he talks about uh, a lot of them, and just like hearing him talking about them, I'm like, okay, I can see why people like these, despite me never playing them, mm-hmm. even though he's crapping on the games. But <laughs> still, <laughs> I was gonna say, is that I maybe for that guy it's different, but. Is it more people remembering it because they were good, or is it more people remembering it because of rose-tinted glasses? I mean, compared to the days during the 80s, you know, mid-80s, late 80s, the technology for video games was still relatively basic for what they could do. I mean, they still had the 4-bit graphics, they only had... You know, so strong processors, I can't even remember what they were, because they weren't gigahertz back then. And they would have, they would even have gigs of RAM in their these consoles. They had usually two hundred fifty six megabytes, and that was a lot back then. So I mean, to, nowadays there's so much more that they can do in terms of design and gameplay mechanics wise, and they can get out versus back then because back then it was re- you had to do stuff relatively simple that these small computers could process and handle. So they have to be creative in the ways they develop these uh, mechanics and systems. Sure. Yeah. Simple well, games uh, can be pretty scary, though. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played that maze game that's on the internet. Like, you try to go do something, and then uh, usually something pops up and a loud noise goes off. It's not really much of a game. It's just, like, to scare people. No, yeah. I can't but, say I've ever... Oh, yeah, they have a lot of videos yeah. of, like... There's this really funny one, not to get too sidetracked, but where this guy sees it and he jumps up and he punches his hand through the monitor. <laughs> oh, like he gets so freaked out. I'll, I'll show it to you guys after we're done recording, but that one's pretty funny. But anyways, I, I don't necessarily think, I mean, you mentioned whether or not, you, or not knowing for sure whether or not those games were actually good or whether it was, you know, nostalgia when you mentioned those uh, rose-tinted glasses. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think that that matters so much because all of us, I mean, nostalgia is a human emotion. Like, everybody feels sentimentality towards something that uh, they experience at a certain points of their life. And that just comes with art. Like, the horror movies that we're watching nowadays, like, 
Um, Us was a horror film that came out earlier this year, and I think River, you, you mentioned just seeing it fairly recently. Oh, I know. And, it was beautiful. And, and I know Joe's seen it, and, and I love it, but at the same time, like I could see in like 30 years somebody watching it and just being like, yeah, you just liked it because of where you were at at the time, or the nostalgia. Right. And, and, and so I, I don't feel like um, that's necessarily viable as far as when we judge or critique games because oh, that's true at, at, at the at the end of the day we all have like our preferences well, for any kind of art really it's not only that you 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 kind of were mentioning a little bit but i don't think you had the right words for it but it's just you got to put yourself in that time frame with sure working with what you had and remember that this is what they had they didn't have the the meta knowledge we now have yeah of what things could be like so i mean well, in that context yeah those games are probably really great and really awesome play as yeah. because i mean you're like, holy crud, I saw this person on the TVs, you know, in the in the cinemas, as yeah. the old folks tend to say, <laughs> slashing and dicing, and now it's like, oh, I can play as them in the video games, well, slashing and dicing, but you don't see it because of the pixels. I don't think you play as any of them, except for, do you play, I think on the Leatherface one, you're your Leatherface. I was going that one you could have. Yeah, I, I think on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when you're Leatherface, Cause I remember, uh, right? Because you're trying to chase them yeah, I think teenagers. That's, uh, like... <laughs> probably scares the media the most is like horror games where you're playing as the killer because they look at like i don't want children doing that yeah that's true so i think we've talked mainly about games the games now movies we haven't really talked about movies like yeah we brushed it a little bit here and there yeah um with movies i think most people generally watch movies i think we had to cover more aspects of Video games. Yeah, and and I mean, if you want to hear us talk about movies, we got like eight episodes before, or however say, many episodes before this. I know that's what this podcast is mostly about. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense to spend a little bit more sure. on video games. Yeah, for this episode. But I, the question is, what was the most horror-driven movie that you can recall that gave you that sense of dread after seeing it? Well, one of my first that uh, I kind of talked about is. A Nightmare on Elm Street, just like the first time getting into it. Um, some other ones that just like scared me as a kid. Uh, I was kind of creeped out by Darkness Falls, just like being kind of afraid of the dark. So certain like movies really get that like feeling in you, like there's something there. And I think those are like the most effective. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've mentioned on previous episodes that like Hellraiser was one that really terrified me, even even as a young adult. When I first like rewatched it a couple times, I, it got me for some reason. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Another it's, one, I guess, uh, when me and my brother watched uh, the first Wrong Turn, because we got it kind of hyped up from a friend, being like it was super scary, and we ended up watching it late at night. And oh. we live out in the country too, so that kind of just adds to the atmosphere of it. Sure. So like, I had to stay up and watch Yu-Gi-Oh afterwards. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring yourself down. Yeah. Well, th- there have been plenty of horror films that I've watched at my house where afterwards I'm like, I need a palate cleanser before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you gotta watch like something else. But there's been. What about you, River? You got any horror films that really stuck out as terrifying for you? Oh, I mean. My sh- my long term and short term memory is pretty bad, so I I mean I imagine they're there, but for right now trying to recall any of them, there's nothing that really sticks out to the point where I mean besides like I said grave encounters after that I had to have a palate cleanser, sure even though I took the breaks and I continue watching it so that was one, I mean another one, 
you know, it's just there's uh man, I can't, I really can't think of them. I I know I will after we're done. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. of that course. One. That's how this whole podcast thing works. It's <laughs> always it's always that way. It doesn't matter if it's podcast, YouTubing, conversation. Anything. Yeah, just yeah. conversation. After you're done, you're like, dang it, that was what I was thinking of as well. Yeah. So, so do we, we want to get to our final question? Well, or do you have something else? Um. I still say. I, I, I think I think we'll go to our final question. Okay, uh, which is scarier, video games or movies? So we'll start with uh, Spooky Loop. No, come on, don't start with me. <laughs> River, River, do you already are you yeah, already River, decided? Are you... are you decided? I I still say VR, VR video, video games, games that like immerse you. They are gonna immerse you. You're gonna feel more like that character. And once we get to the point where we have technology where you put on a suit before jumping into the game, and you can actually feel most of the stuff i won't say you got want to feel it all because it no one wants to feel a chainsaw going through it's gonna be like jason x-man or the hollow deck on star trek <laughs> yeah the deck, ready player one they got the, like those suits see i'm thinking like the hollow deck and you feel some stuff so like if you bump into something you're feeling it but like i said no one wants to feel a stab going into them but like a little bit of pressure or yeah something. but a pressure to know that you got hit and you're like oh i got hit oh, okay yeah. all right that's do you have your answer or i have mine if jo- you want. joe you have yours i'll let you go okay for me, I think video games are just a little bit scarier because, like, I have a hard time. Like, you're in control of the character, and I just want to keep them alive. So, like, I'll be got the controller in hand, sweating, like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Okay, I think that gave me my answer. Actually. Okay. Is that all that you have for yours? Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like, and I, I really because I've mentioned before, I, I prefer film to video games. And in this context, I'm, I think I'm going to have to lean into film as far as what is scarier. Because I think about with myself, okay, so Joe has been this entire trip that we've been, even before trying to badger me into going to this amusement park. Which he will go to. No, I will not go it's to. It's been said on the podcast. Yeah, uh, you don't want to make me a liar. Well, you I already have, were a liar. I have no problem with. making you a liar. But anyways... So like when I think about like roller coasters or amusement rides, what really scares me is that lack of control. Like I, I have kind of I don't really get anxious about a lot of things, but I have a little bit of anxiety when driving in uh, really busy backed up roads. But uh, I I can take that anxiety and be like just fine. But with a roller coaster, oh man, I cannot stand that lack of control. And so when it comes to a horror film. You don't have any control. You're just kind of sitting there almost... I think of like... Have you guys seen A Clockwork Orange? Yeah. You know that scene where he's like strapped to the chair with his those things keeping his eyes open, forcing yeah. him to watch that screen, and they're putting the saline solution in his eyes to keep it... Keep <laughs> moisturized. Yeah, keep his eyes moisturized. Like, that's how I feel watching a horror film as opposed to a game. And that's how you're going to feel when I take you to the no, zero gravity no, and strap you in. No, 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 <laughs> Anyways, there's that. Well, before we go, though, there's an entire media we did not cover at all for horror. What? You don't know? Novelization? Novelization. Yeah, like because I don't care what... In this context, between movie and video games, video games, in my opinion... But if we're throwing books in, as an avid reader, well, that the, gets the, your imagination going. Books always but, will but win. But that we could we could potentially bring that in for another episode. Yes. So for this episode, I say video games in. Alrighty. We got two video games, one movie, but now we'd like to throw it back to you guys. That's right. Let us know who you want, 
And I think Joe and I were talking. I think we're going to put this on Facebook. Our, our Facebook group in Horror Amino, asking which one you guys prefer or think are scarier between video games and films. And we'd love to hear your comments if you have any. Hey, that's right. Just remember, guys. Spooky Looky finds sharks behind glass scary because that's all movies are. You're just watching <laughs> something behind a glass wall and it can't hurt you. Yeah, oh, but okay, okay. <laughs> let me let me let me bring this. This is a, something that I kind of forgot to mention, and I'm sure that there is some of this in video games. I'm I'm okay. I'm just gonna say this really quick. With with the horror film, you get more of a sense of lore as opposed to like a video game because a lot of times a video game is just throwing stuff at you and you're just kind of your gut reaction happens. But with like a video game or with a with a horror film, it's like. 90% of the thing that's scary is the setup, like thinking of the terrible things that have happened in different places or, uh, I, I don't know. Like I think about the scariest parts of like Pet Cemetery, which is a, a movie I love. And it's not necessarily the like zombies and the killing. It's the whole fact that, oh, this guy's kid died because he lived too close to the highway. Anyways, I'm going off. But so River, I'm going to kind of give give you the floor. Is there anything that you want to plug in this? Like well, possibly your uh, what's it what's it called where you stream games? Oh my uh, YouTube channel. I haven't been streaming lately, but if you want to go check out some older horror stuff on there of me playing VR and whatnot, it's uh, Shattered Friend Gaming. You can just go on YouTube, just type in the Shattered Friend Space Gaming. You'll see a terrible hand drawn picture of a beautiful man right there <laughs> so you can uh look that up eventually i'll also have some uh games coming out myself i'm learning how to make them so stay tuned for that you can learn more about that on my twitter as well which is just you know river rifle rap just go on twitter and just go to river rifle rap which is r-e-i-f-e-n-r-i-t-h and you can find me there you go. And if you follow King of the Monster, they follow me. So you just go to their followings. You can find me right there. You'll see my beautiful mug right there, right in the face. <laughs> All righty. Well, and I will ask you one question. As a, as the guest that you are, and, you know, probably we'll have you in, in another episode. We'll see We'll see what the audience thinks of you. <laughs> have me back. <laughs> Anyways. Um, they keep but, me in the basement. But for... I'll, I'll, I'll ask Quiet. you this. I'll ask you this. And I haven't asked you this before prior to this episode but I'll, I'll ask you now get your gut reaction but who do you think out of all of the different horror villains or monsters should be king of the monsters it doesn't have to be anybody that we've covered yet but who do you who would you want michael myers michael myers okay. just because i mean he's the most realistic and yeah i'll always have a soft spot for psycho uh, psychological and like supernatural stuff but and at the end of the day, we can brush that off because we know it's not going to happen. But just a random guy carrying a butcher's knife going around randomly stabbing people until he finds his family and wants to murder them. Stabbing them with a gun, too. Don't and forget a, about I can't forget the gun. <laughs> that right there is just the most horror. So that's why Scream, Halloween, all these like realistic slashers are going to always be remembered over some of this more paranormal stuff. We'll see. We'll see what the audience says. Yeah. So remember, subscribe so you get up to date episodes. And if you liked us, please uh, leave a review on. Yeah. yeah, that would be awesome on Facebook. Yeah, everything. Apple Podcast. Spotify, yeah, Apple uh, Podcast. I don't know if there's reviews on Spotify. Uh, it's thumbs up and thumbs down following. Okay. Is that's it your, really? Yeah, that's your uh, review process. So, I just thumbs yeah. up myself. 
Well, I don't think it's a thumbs up, thumbs down, but it's definitely following. Like, if you're following someone yeah. that tells Spotify algorithms, I hey, this person or this group is really okay. good. Okay, and um, if you didn't like us too much, uh, we take uh, screw yourself some, some feedback. <laughs> Don't We're always to, looking forward to it. Don't yeah. listen to Executioner. I mean, I mean, Spooky. Yeah, don't wow. don't listen to Executioner, Joe. Right? <laughs> constructive <laughs> criticism. Yeah, just leave some be criticism. constructive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constructive. Go ahead and leave some criticism, and I'll give you some criticism on your comments. All right, <laughs> and buddy. And don't even worry if you just want to say hi as well. Just drop these guys a lot, and uh, you know, a hi. They want to get to know you guys better. Uh, some of them. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying this as you know someone who's part of the show always, but I'm just saying this as. These people want to connect with their audience. They're good people. Just give them a chance. And that's and where just, we should so, leave off. So go ahead and send us a message and tell us about your dad. <laughs> oh, and uh, before we leave, and, those and, are and nice any, shoes. And any, anybody that listens to the, the Dick Show or the Biggest Problem in the Universe podcast will we'll get that. Okay. Anyways. Bye. Yep. See you guys later. Peace out, everyone. Austin. Awesome.